Okay, today's daf is Nedarim Daf Peves. Today's shir again is sponsored by Ari Rosenberg, Lezecher Nishmas, his grandfather, Harav Noah Chaim Ben Michal Zechrona Levracha, uh, whose yard site was this week. We thank Ari for the entire week of sponsorships and the Neshama Shtev and Aliyah, continued Aliyah from all the learning that we've done over the course of this week and that we're going to uh, to do today. So the, uh, the today's daf is going to be Daf Peves. We're going to discuss if a woman takes a neder from Tashma Shamita, is that considered according to the Chachamim, who have a more expanded version of what's called Inui Nefesh. Rabbi Yossi has a more limited version of what's called Inui Nefesh, but according to the Chachamim that have a broader version of Inui Nefesh, is a neder of Tash considered Inui Nefesh, or is that just considered a neder? The Gemara is going to, in the course of the discussion about that, tell us that our entire parak, even if we have Mishnayos that are Stam Mishnayos and don't identify any Tana, Kula Pirkin Rabbi Yossi, here we assume that our entire parak is Rabbi Yossi, the Gemara is going to demonstrate that twice, and then in the middle of Amaral Shmuel is going to have a din that if a person takes a neder from uh, from from one individual, a woman takes a neder just not to get enough from a specific person or from a specific place, that that too is considered Inui Nefesh, and the Gemara is going to ask on that from a couple of different sources. That how can you say that that's called Inui Nefesh if she says that she's just not going to get enough from one person, from one place where the Hana'a that same Allah can come from so many different uh, different sources. Then in Ahmed Bey's the Gemara is going to talk about what if a woman has a neder that includes some items, she takes one big neder, but that neder includes some items that are inoy nefesh and some that are not inoy nefesh. What are the rules in terms of the husband's ability to be mefer? He's allowed to be mefer in the dharm that have inoy nefesh. Does that mean that since this neder includes elements that are inoy nefesh, he could be made for the entire neder? Or no, maybe he has to break it down and only be made for the parts that are inoy nefesh, but that which is not inoy nefesh, he cannot be made for. Now let's, uh, let us begin. We, we uh, ended off yesterday, just wanted to clear up uh, what we, we rushed through the end yesterday. We had the sheet of Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel had said that if a woman takes a neder about things uh, that, that she's meshubba to her husband on, so she's not really authorized to take such a neder, so the Tanakamets said it's not a neder at all, ain't you don't have to worry about it. Ram Gamil says, no, you absolutely have to worry about it. It's not a neder, but you have to worry about it. He says, Now, why would you have to worry about it if it's not a uh, if it's not a neder, if it's something that she's meshubin and she's not authorized to take such a neder? So there are two possibilities. One possibility, and both the Rishonim raised both of these possibilities. One possibility is, it's a dindarabanan, a smachta, that he uses loyachel dvaroz and a Really, on a Daraisa level, there's absolutely zero neder if she's trying to take a neder on something that she's meshuba to or has been about. But midraban, uh, they require a hafara because it looks like a neder. The other possibility is that this is not a dindraban; this is a dindaraisa. But a woman, the, the halacha of loyachel dvaro is not necessarily limited to binding nedarim. That one cannot be mechalel a dibur. Now, why is it that the Torah says one cannot be mechalel a dibur? So the Ran says because that's going to people are going to take nedarim lightly if one is uh, is mechalel a dibur bialma. People are going to be noe kalus rosh bidadarim if you're mechalel a dibur. Now that's even on a daraisa level. Now what that what that sounds like is a siag daraisa that we're saying that 
don't do this, don't uh, that, 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 uh, uh, or take this seriously, almost like a neder, and that it requires hafara, because a neder would require hafara, yet this is a dindaraisa. So there's a din in the Torah to be made for such a neder, on something that she's meshubatu, lest we come to be made by real nedarim. So we could uh, add that to the list of the various cases of siyag daraisa that we have throughout all of Shas. The most famous ones are uh, Yichud. The Yichud is a Dindar Raisa, but it seems very clear that it's a Siyag against, uh, against, against Bia with Arayos. Um, Bal Yimatzei, the Yisr own Chametz is definitely an Yisr Daraisa, but it seems that it's a Siyag against the Yisr of eating Chametz and uh, many, many other examples. Rav Yosef Engel has a whole, uh, whole list. One is actually from this week's parsha. I think it's a Kliyakar, and Parshas Re'e that says that Kisoy uh, Adam is a, uh, a Siyag Daraisa, he says, because there's Nisra Vachilas Dam. So the mitzvah of Kisoy is to protect us from the Isser of Achilas Dam, even though the mitzvah of Kisoy Adam is a Din, is a din Daraisa. So that might also be an example of a Siyag Daraisa. That's a difficult one because the mitzvah of Kisoy Adam is not is not on all bloods that you're not allowed to eat. It's only on Dam Chaya and Dam Ov. Dam Behim is also an Isser of Achilles Dam. But okay, many examples of Yosef Engel quotes of Siogdar Raisa. So the Gemara at the very end that, that, we, uh, that we mentioned yesterday said, Who's the Tana that holds that if you, there's Dvarim Amutarim, that people are Noe Gisarin, that you're not allowed to be Noe Kater, that you have to take it seriously, that you can't be Noe Kater Bifnaim. So he said, Mani Ramgam Lielhi. That must be going like Ramgam Liel. What does that have to do? with Rav Gamliel, that Rav Gamliel holds that even when something is not really a bona fide neder, it still must be dealt with seriously and therefore it would require Rafara so that people not be mekel rosh b'nedarim gemurim, so over here also once people are knowing Yisr even though really it's a davar mutter, that becomes like Dvaram Asurim, it needs to be treated very seriously that's the parallel in the shita of Rav Gamliel, that even when something is not really Yisr uh, we really asr. We still have to treat it kiilu. It's uh, it's asr. There is a machlokus rishonim over here by dvarma mutarma cherem naguba miser. Does it require a farmi daraisa or only midarabanan? The run writes that Rambam Gamliel darshaning from dvaro that even a something that's not in that there it's a davar bialma it's a dibur bialma. Still, there's nis of layachel, and even though you don't get malchus if you violate it, but since uh, uh, nevertheless you still have to, uh, since it's possible to be made for it, if you don't, if you're not made for it, it's a violation of lo yachel. Sounds very clearly from the Ran that this is all a dindaraisa. Some of the achronim ask on the Ran that the Ran writes in the Hemshech that the reason that you need to be made for these dvarim is shalayinu kalas rosh benedarim. But again, that's the point that maybe this is a siyag daraisa that the Ran can say that this is something that's a dindaraisa and yet still say that it's only to protect you, not to violate regular nedarim. Tosfos disagrees with Ran. Tosfos writes, You only need to be made for Midrabanan. And that's how the Rush understands as well. That we're talking about things that we know are Mutter. Luchumra, people were knowing in Isser. Midrabanan, they're Asr below Afara, so that you don't come to be Mizalzal Bidvarma Asurim. That's what the Mufarish writes as well. That Minatora, uh, well, it's not a violation of Balyachel, only a violation Midrabanan. Now there is a discussion about uh, which types of minhagim require hatara. 
Tosus and Meseches Psachim, and uh, the Rush as well, right, that there are three different types of, uh, of Minhagim that have different rules when it comes to Atari. They fit into three basic categories. Category number one is a Minhag that started because of a Taus. People thought that something was Asr Meikar Adin, and the MS, it's really Mutter. So the Allah is, you're allowed to be Matir Bifneim, even, uh, even in, no matter who they are, no matter who you are, everyone is allowed to be Matir Bifneim, um, because they're, uh, they're, even if they're Enam B'nai Torah, the whole thing was a mistake, the whole thing was, uh, was an error. And the Tos brings a riot to that from Yerushalmi. The second example is, second type is something that they know that Minadin is mutter, but even knowing at the time that Minadin was mutter, they still were knowing Khumra. If it's, uh, so he says, if it's a Minak She'eno Chashuv, it's Asr to be Matir Bifnehem, but Shalom Bifnehem, you're allowed to be Matirit. And then you have the third category, something that they know is mutter, and they were knowing Khumra, but it's a Minak Chashuv. So if you will go to live there, Bikviyus, and you don't plan on moving back, so then you have Khumra Makom, that Shalom you have to take upon yourself all the chumras of the place that you went to, and then you have uh, you, you, you're bound by all of those chumras. In general, when a minag begins, um, when when a person takes upon himself a minag and he's not sure and he did he was unaware that what he was doing was actually a minag, it's we shown him whether it even requires hataras nedarim to undo. You have this a lot of times with people uh, with uh, with kibratz, let's say they uh, they the person takes upon himself the minag. Because he thought that it was a uh, that it was a halacha. He thought he didn't realize that it was just a minute. So if you realize that it's a minute and you take upon yourself a minute, so then it's a real minute. Then uh, it's uh, it requires hatara. If hatara would work, it's questionable if uh, you should even do hatara. But it should require hatara at the very least. And but if a person just had no idea, or a person had no idea. He thought that this was a halacha. He had no idea that this was just a chumra a minag, and he took it upon himself. So then uh, it wouldn't even require hatara. The whole thing was toast. The whole thing was taken was 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 taken on a false uh, false premise. Um, we we okay. So let's begin two lines from the bottom on pay off and base. Boy, mine ravim rav Nachman. How would the Rabbanon categorize Tashma Shamita? Would that be considered Inu Nefesh? We know that the Rabbanon identified uh, bathing and Kishut as Inu Nefesh, and Rabbi Yossi disagreed with them. What about Tashma Shamita? Is that considered to be something that's Inu Nefesh according to the Rabbanon, or is it no less than Inu Nefesh, but it is certainly Dvarim Shabeno Levena? The Rush asked the obvious kasha, the Gemara Masechah's Yuma, and Dafayin Zayin, when it talks about the Chamesh Inuyim, the Gemara learns from a Pasuk in uh, Sefer Bereshis, Im Ta'ana Espinosai, that Minias Tashmish is considered to be Inui. So how could the Gemara have a Shiloh over here? Is Tashmish Amita Lerabonon? Is it considered Inui or not? What do you mean is it considered Inui? We have a Pasuk that teaches us, Lagabe Yom Kippurim that it is Inui, that, that it's one of the Chamesh Inuyim. So Tosus, uh, the Rush suggests that Imtana Spinoza is an Asmach to Bialma, and the Isra of Tashmish and Yom Kippurim is only Midrabonon, like the Isra of Nilas Asandal and Yom Kippurim, that not all Chamesh Inuyim are created equally, that some of these 
these Chamishinuyim are only Dinimid Rabbanon, and Tashmish is one of them, that it's only a Dinimid Rabbanon, the whole Pasuk is only Nasmachta, and that's why our Gemara could have a discussion whether Tashmish is Ni'inu or not. Then what about those Rishonim that, uh, that don't agree with that? What about those Rishonim, uh, the Ran in the beginning of Yuma and the Rambam, that hold the Tashmish Hamita and Yom Kippur is Dar Raisa? So then Lachari is stuck with the Kash of the Rosh. How come the Gemara doesn't realize that we could simply answer, of course Tashmish Hamita is considered Inu Nefesh, on Yom Kippur we assume it's Inu Nefesh. So the Achronim give different approaches to explain those shitos in, uh, in, in Rishonim. Why the Gemara has this, uh, this, 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 uh, this, this question, if in fact it's a clear Gemara in Yuma from a Pasuk, that Tashmish is Inoi. So the Inimuka Yosef suggests that there's a chiluk between Inoi, which includes uh, everything that's Asher and Yom Kippur, including Tashmish, whereas, where, uh, versus Inoi Nefesh. That maybe Inoi Nefesh is a more limiting uh, type of Inoi. That Tashmish is Inoi. That's for sure. That's derived from Pasuk, and that's why when you have a day, where you have to practice Inoi and Yom Kippur, certainly one must refrain from Tashmish. But over here we're talking about, by Nedarim, it's not enough that something be Inoi for the husband to uproot. It has to be Inoi Nefesh. Sounds like some sort of more uh, intense form of Inoi, and we're not sure if Tashmish meets that criteria. So uh, the criteria for Inoi Nefesh. So anyway, so the Gemara raises this question, is Tashmash Hamita considered to be Inoi Nefesh according to the Rabbanon or not? So I'm late to Nisua. We already learned in the Mishnah, well we didn't already learn because it's a Mishnah later on, but we're going to see soon in the Mishnah Unutula Animina Yehudim that if a woman says that she's taking a neder, uh, that she's Natula Minha Yehudim, that she should be ushered to the Jewish people, including her husband, Yafar Chalkau Umishamashto Ute Natula Minha Yehudim. Let him be Mefer his Chalek in that, and then uh, she's allowed to have Tashmish with him, and she'll be Natula Minha Yehudim, and she'll, the Isr will remain, the neder will remain for the rest of the Jewish people. Just just not for her husband. But if it's a neder of Inu Nefesh, one of the differences between neder of Inu Nefesh versus a neder is that he can address only the part of the neder that affects him directly. But insofar as it affects anybody else, the neder is still going to be binding. But a neder of Inu Nefesh, the husband uproots entirely. The whole neder should go away. So if you're going to consider Tashmish to be a neder of Inu Nefesh, why is it that when he when when he's made for his portion of it that uh, that the the rest of the nether still remains that vis a vis the rest of the world the nether is still there and she's going to remain nitula minayudim so it must be that this is not considered a nether vina nefesh shemamina dvarim shabenolaveinahavyan that this must be considered dvarim shabenolaveinah and not inu nefesh that it doesn't quite meet the criteria of uh, of inu nefesh so uh, so so. So that's the Gemara's Raya, that Tashmish Amita, according to the Rabbanon, is not Inuit Nefesh. So says the Gemara, no, not a Raya. Because what have you proven? You've proven from a Mishnah later on in this Perak that a Neder of Tashmish is not Inuit Nefesh. Our question was not, is a Neder of Tashmish Inuit Nefesh? Our question was more nuanced than that. Our question was, according to the Rabbanon, who have a broader definition of Inuit Nefesh, is Tashmish Hamita considered Inu Nefesh? 
any raya you bring me from a Mishnah, particularly in this parak, can always be attributed to Rabbi Yossi. That in a Chinami, we know Rabbi Yossi is going to say that Tashma Shamit does not eat Noi Nefesh. We wanted to know what the din is according to the Rabbanan. So that's what the Gemara answers. The Rabbanan Tibayalach. Our whole question was only according to the Rabbanan. That Mishnah that we're going to have about the woman taking a nether on the whole world and the husband being made for only for himself, but the nether still being binding on the whole world, that's Rabbi Yossi. Ravuna says our entire parak is Rabbi Yossi. Anytime we have a Stamisha throughout this parak, it's Rabbi Yossi, and therefore this is not a good raya at all. So uh, we don't have a raya here at all. Mimai, how do I know the whole parak is Rabbi Yossi? Kibben to Katani, Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Ein Elu Nidre Inu Nefesh, in the Mishnah that we began with, where we identified Kishut and Ruchitza as Inu Nefesh, Rabbi Yossi said, no, these are not Inu Nefesh, Kishut and Ruchitza are not Inu Nefesh. Lamle Sula Mishnah, Hareze Yafer, Divra Rabbi Yossi. Why does the Mishnah then have to go on to say, that Rabbi Yossi goes on and says, and you want to know what Nidri Inu Nefesh are, what's included in Nidri Inu Nefesh, and he lists off what's included in Inu Nefesh, and then it says, Hareze Yafer, Divra Rabbi Yossi. Of course it's Divra Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi is the, one that, the, the only one that rejected Kishut and Ruchitza as Inu Nefesh. So of course, when we're identifying other things as Inu Nefesh, that must be Rabbi Yossi. No, when it says Div Rabiosi, it's telling us not just that those are the words of Rabiosi, but Div Rabiosi will apply throughout this whole parak, that everything in this parak is Rabiosi. So we have no Raya, and that's how the conversation ends over here. We wanted to know, according to the Chacham, Mistash, Mishinu, Nefesh, we thought we had a Raya, we don't. Period. We have no Raya from anything further on in this parak, because everything further on in this parak is Rabiosi, is not. The Rabbanon. Now, a couple of uh, issues relating to uh, to this little sugi over here. We said uh, that she's netula mina yehudim. There's a machlokas rishonim. What it means netula ani mina yehudim. What exactly is she asserting on herself when she says, "I am taken from the Jews"? What exactly does she mean by that? The Ran, Tosos, and the Rush all say that she asserts on herself. Hanaas Tashmish of every Jew. That she's taking a neder against Hanaas Tashmish of every Jew. Rashi in Yavamastav Kofid Bey says that she asks Hanaas Tashmisha on every Jew. Not that she's asking herself in Hana'ah from them, she's asking everybody else in Hana'ah from her. That all of them are Mudar Hana'ah Mimena. The Rambam, however, in the Parish of Mishnayis over here, seems to assume that it's not just Hana'ah's Tashmish that's included in this neder. That she asks Hana'ah's Atzma Al-Kala Yehudim, and all of them are Mudar Hana'ah Mimena. Not only Hana'ah's Tashmish, She's taking a nether that she is going to be asura, uh, for, that Hana'a from her is going to be asur on everybody else, on the entire world. The Rambam writes this way in the parish of Shnayis. He seems to say this way in the 12th parish of Ilchus Nidarim as well. That asra haniyasa al-umakula, the Rambam says. She asers her Hana'a on everybody, on an entire nation. Kigon kala yehudim. 
Oh, Kaleish Me'elim. The Ram says it's not Lav Dafka Kaleyudu. Anybody? She asks her no on on everybody. So that's uh, that that and and because the Mishnah says that, that that's just the Ram touching up this Mishnah of Natula Ani Mina Mina Yehudim. Um, the uh, the and and the reason the Ram Paskins that it could be made for because uh, the Mishnah is Rabbi Yossi, but according to the Rabban, you could be made for the Nedekulo Mishumino Nefesh. Meaning, once we identify that Mishnah is going like Rabbi Yossi. Because it's part of this parak, so Rabbi Yossi is therefore the one who says he can only be made for his chelik, but the rest of the neder is still there. But the Chachamim would hold the Rambam Paskins that he could be made for the whole thing, including uh, the the, uh, the the chelik of everybody else as well. Now uh, we said that the entire parak is Rabbi Yossi Tosus uh, Tosus and Beis asks how we can say that the entire parak of Rabbi Yossi doesn't seem to fit in the well. The, so, yeah, we'll, we'll say it like this. Tosus asks the uh, the Mishnah that says Nutulani mina Yehudim that after she gets divorced from him and she marries someone else, she still has sura ala Yehudim because uh, Tosus asks why should that be the case? At the time that she took the neder, she was married to this guy, so that neder should not have been able to be chal on anybody else. Meaning, what are we saying over here when she says Nutulani mina Yehudim that uh, the husband is made for his chelak, but the neder is still chal on everybody? else. Why would the neder be chal on everybody else? She's already asura on everybody else. There's a rule, a nisr chal al nisr. So she already has an nisr. It shouldn't be chal on anybody else. So Tulsa suggests, a nisr chal al nisr is true, but if the isr sheni is nisr kolel, then it's uh, then we would say isr chal al nisr. What does it mean it's an isr kolel? That someone who's included in the second isr was not included in the first isr, so the second isr is expanding on the first isr, then you would say isr chal al nisr. As in Ashes Ish, to this man, to Ploni, she's Asura to the rest of the world already. If her nether were only from the rest of the world, the nether shouldn't be chal at all. But her nether is not only to the rest of the world, her nether is to everybody, including Ploni, including her husband. So since the second Isser includes her husband and didn't include, the second Isser includes her husband and the first Isser didn't include her husband, that's why the nether is able to be, to be chal. That's what uh, Tosas answers. Now Tosas says, but wait a second. According to Rav Huna, that the entire parak is Rabbi Yossi. So we have to be saying that Rabbi Yossi holds that when you have an Isra Kolel, Isra Chalal Isr. That's uh, really great until you learn all the sugyas and shas about Isra Chalal Isr. Rabbi Yossi's shita is that, that even by an Isra Kolel, Rabbi Yossi's shita in Yevam Islam and Beis, that ain Isra Chalal Isr, even by an Isra Kolel, that an Isra Kolel does not allow for Isra Chalal Isr. That's not enough. To make it Isra Chalisr. Different there there are ways for there are exceptions to Isra Chalisr, but Rabbi Yossi holds that Isra Kolal is not one of them. So how do we make that work now? How could it be that the Nedr is going to be Chal at all? I she already has an Isr, and you can't tell me Isra Kolal because we're going like Rabbi Yossi. That's the Kasha that Tosis raises. Tosyantif has a difficult answer. Tosyantif says it's not an Isra Kolal over here, it's an Isra Mosif. 
and by Isra Mosif, even Rabbi Yossi is moda that uh, that Isra Chal Isra. The difficulty with that is in in terms of how, how do you define the, the Isra Mosif versus Isra Kolal. Generally speaking, we assume Isra Kolal is that we're including an additional object that wasn't in the first Isra. Let's say Nevela and Yom Kippurim. That beforehand it was Asr Mishum Nevela comes along Yom Kippur and it's Asr um, uh, on on uh, on uh, and, and the Isra is Chal not only on this piece of meat to eat with this piece of veil, but the Yisr is chal on everything, on every, on every piece of food in the world. So since Yisr of Yom Kippurim is Mosif Yisr on other, uh, is kolel is, is in Yisr, not just on the Nevela, but on everything else, that's an Yisr kolel, that more things are included in the Yisr that weren't in the original Yisr. That seems to be what this is, that who is included in her original Nadar, her original Nadar, who is included in her original Yisr of Eshazish, everybody else. Now her nether includes not just everybody else, but also her husband. Isser Mosif is a different thing. Isser Mosif is when the second Isser is uh, only on the exact object that was already Usser from the first Isser, but it's Usser on more levels. Like you have Usser, a Chelev that's Usser only by Achila, but and then you have an Isser Kachim that's Chal on it, so it becomes Usser Bahana as well. So it deepens the already existing Isser. So that's, that would be an Isser Mosif. Um, or the second Isser is a Mosif on the Chelev. If it's in, uh, uh, something that's um, that's uh, that, that that's that's already Yasser on other people like Achoso Shenasa Eishes Ish that since she becomes an Israel Eishes Ish I'll call Olam so it's Chal the Israel Eishes Ish is Chal on her brother as well who was already Yasser Midin uh, Midin Achoso okay so that's how the Tosiyantiv suggests that this is not an Israel Kolal at all rather it's an Israel Mosif Rabbi Kivegar has a chuva about this Madurakama Simin Kuv Samachas and he gives a whole bunch of different uh, different roots him to try to deal with how we can say that the old parak is Rabbiosi, I Rabbiosi doesn't hold a visra kolal. Okay, but let's uh, let's leave that aside for now. So now Vaitur in the Gemara. Amr Shmuel, new topic. Amr Shmuel Mishmeid the Levi. It's gonna relate back to having to say that Rabbiosi is the author of the entire parak, but it's really a new a new statement. Amr Shmuel Mishmeid the Levi. Shmuel says in the name of Levi. Now uh, a lot of times in the Gemara we have people quoting other people, but there are different sometimes Amr Vida Amarad it's just Amar Amar. Sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's, it says in his name, but in different ways. So Mishmei, the word Mishmei, Rashi writes in Chulundaf Yud Zayin, means that whenever someone ha- has a tradition that somebody else had said something, but they didn't hear it directly from the other person, that's when Mishmei is used. Mishmei means in the name of, but I didn't actually hear it from him. I don't actually know it firsthand. I only know it secondhand. And Rashi's Raya is from the Gemara in Chulundaf Yud Zayin. It says, Rav Ashi, said something Mishmei de Rava now Rav Ashi never saw Rava because the Gemara in Kiddush says that on the day that Rava died Rav Ashi was born so how could Rav Ashi be saying something in the name of Rava he could not have uh, he never knew they never knew each other they know they didn't uh, they, 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 they didn't share this world at, at any time the very day that Rava died is the day that Rav Ashi was, uh, was born so that's why Rashi says it must be Mishmei means that they never met each other but Tosos and Avodazar seems to assume not that way. Tosin Avodazar writes that when it says over there, Rabbi Yochanan Mishmeid Rabbi Shimon Yotzadak, so Tos says, oh wow, sounds like Rabbi Shimon Yotzadak was the Rebbe of Rabbi 
Yochanan, because he's saying something Mishmei. But according to Rashi, that's no Raya at all. Because what do you mean? It's an Adrabah. It's a Raya that he's not his Rebbe. Tos tries to figure out the generations over there, how they could have coexisted the same, uh, the same generation. If, uh, it's, clearly that, it's clear that he was his Rebbe. So, uh, so whenever you have the word Mishmei, we have that Machlokas, Rashi and Tosos to refer back to. But anyway, Amr Shmuel Mishmei Delevi. Going back to, to our topics of Nadarim. Kol Nadarim Bal Mefer Ishto. A husband could be made for all, it doesn't mean kol nedarim, kol nedarim over here means nidre inoi nefesh. A woman takes a nedar of inoi nefesh, a husband could be made for, but in terms of defining what's really inoi nefesh, if she only answers um, an item from a specific person, but doesn't answer that item in general, that's not inoi nefesh, because she could always get it from somebody else. So the husband cannot be made for such a nadar, simply doesn't qualify as inoi nefesh. Aval hana'as ploni alai mefer. But, uh, I'm sorry, that's if she says hana'asi al... I'm sorry, the other way around. That if, if she says hana'asi al ploni, she can't be made for, because that's obviously not inoi nefesh, she's answering herself on somebody else. But if she says hana'as ploni alai, even though she's only talking about one person, and l'chora, it's available from others, the opposite of what I said before. Even though she's only she's only taking a nether against one person, Mayfer, the husband can be Mayfer. That's called Inu Nefesh. That's what the Ran points out. The Kivan the Isfa Inu Nefesh, Afal Pishalon Nadra Elameacher, Yafer. Even though she's only taking this nether against one person, still, if it's an item of Inu Nefesh, it's still something that uh, the husband is allowed to be Mayfer. So the Gemara is going to challenge this twice. Challenge number one. Tanan Perus Medina Zu Alai Yavalami Medina Cheres. Our Mishnah said that if a woman takes a nether of Peros of a specific location, that she shouldn't be able, that she doesn't want to be able to get a nether from Peros of this Medina. No problem, you can't be made for that. Just bring from another Medina. That's not called Dinu Nefesh. Well, wait a second. If she takes a nether from a specific person, we're going to call that Dinu Nefesh. Why would a specific Medina not be called Dinu Nefesh? So, Rav Yosef to Ka'amra Shetavi. No, the case must have been that she didn't just say Peris Medina Zualai. She said Peris Medina Zualai if he brings them. But if someone else brings them, then she's not answering it. So she's not completely completely answering this source of peros. Whereas if she takes a nether against a specific person that I can't get any peros from that guy, she's answering him entirely as a source of peros. But the case of Medina Zoo is she's not answering all the peros of this Medina. She's saying, I don't want my husband to give me peros from this Medina. But if she'll take peros from this Medina from anybody else, and that's not included in the nether. That's why in that case it's not considered in nefesh. Tashim Al-Gemar says, bring a second Raya though. Perus If she takes a nether against a specific the produce of a specific chenveni, of a specific storekeeper, she cannot be the husband cannot be made for the nether because it's not called Dinu Nefesh, because you can always get peros from other people, always find others who will uh, who will provide the produce. So you see that even that identifying a specific person uh, against whom the nether is taken is not called Dinu Nefesh. So answer Gemara. 
Hachinami de Kamra Shetaviata. No, but there also you could say that when she asks the Chenveni, what she's really saying is that I'm asking Peros from this Chenveni if you bring it, if the husband brings it. But she's not really asking all the Peros of the Chenveni. Anyone else can bring her those Peros of the Chenveni. And that's why it's not Inu Nefesh. But still, we could, uh, Shmuel might be right. Shmuel Meshmei Delevi might be right that any time you identify a specific person and you cut off any hana uh, from that person, any uh, peros from that person, even though the same peros may be available from anybody else, that's called Inun Efesh. So it says Mara, but wait a second, how can we say that these Mishnayas that we challenge from are, are only uh, saying that she doesn't want her husband to bring from this Medina or from this Chenveni? It goes on to say, Lo that if the husband's sole source of produce is that he always goes to this Chenveni, then it becomes Inun Efesh, then he can be Mefer. But wait a second, if she never took a nether against this chenveni, she just said, I don't want you to bring it to me, so why would that become inu nefesh? She's still allowed to get the pairs of this chenveni. If all she said is, I don't want you to bring it to me, so then why would, uh, why would you be mefer? You could always, uh, she could still get enough from that chenveni through someone else. So, uh, so that doesn't make sense. So this major ukimta that we're making, that she said shetaviyata, doesn't seem to be correct. Ella me the sefer de lamaisi balhavi reisha de kamaisi that uh, must be that if uh, in the sefer where we're saying that hiloes parnasasal mimenu areze yafer is not talking about where the nether is only that the husband shouldn't bring it the nether is that she shouldn't get any anna from the chenveni at all and that must be what the whole mishnah is about when she takes the nether from the medina zoo and from this chenveni that the nether is entirely in, entire, no matter who brings it and uh, yet we're still saying. That it's not called Inu Nefesh. That it's not called the Nether of Inu Nefesh. So again, we're back to the Kasha on Shmuel Mishmei Delevi. How could Shmuel Mishmei Delevi say that when she cuts off enough from a specific person that's called Inu Nefesh, we see these two rise from the Mishnah, that it's not called Inu Nefesh. No, the case of the the case, the reason that it's not a uh, that it's not a kasha is from our Mishnah on Shmuel Mishmei Delevi is very simply that our Mishnah is going like Rabbi Yossi. Keep in mind our entire parak is going like uh, like Rabbi Yossi. So our Mishnah is going like Rabbi Yossi. Dam Ravuna Kulei Pirkin Rabbi Yossi. Because after all, Ravuna said the entire parak is Rabbi Yossi. Umay ein yachol hafer mishim inu nefesh. And when he when he says that ein yachol hafer, he just means that it's not a neder of inu nefesh because Rabbi Yossi has a much more limited uh, understanding of what's included in inu nefesh. But from it would still be considered as something that you could do afara on because of its dvarim shabeinu a more limited type of afara. The differences between inu nefesh and and beinu but still you could be made for misham beinu But Shmuel Mishmei Delevi was talking within the sheet of the rabbanon. The rabbanon think that a lot more is included in inu nefesh. So according to the rabbanon, Shmuel Mishmei Delevi says even if you just identify one person that she's taking the nether from, that's also considered. Another of Inoy Nefesh. Okay, two dots now. So it says Amra Vidomar Shmuel. Nadra Mishtek Hikaros. Let's say a woman takes a nether from uh, from two different uh, loaves of bread. 
Ba'achas misanu, ba'achas ein misanu. One of them is ninui nefesh, one of them is not. Uh, the Ran writes, one of them is pas kiber, one of them is like a very uh, um, uh, low quality bread and not the type of thing she would ever eat anyway. And therefore it's not considered inui nefesh. But one of the loaves of bread was a normal decent loaf of bread that she would normally eat. So she takes a nether from two loaves of bread, one of them is inui nefesh. Mitokshu, made for the Masana, made for the Sha'ina Masana. So says uh, Ravido Mashmuel, since he could be made for on the one that is Inu Nefesh, he's made for the nether entirely, and that even is made for the part on the one that's not Inu Nefesh. Ravasi on Rabbi Yochanan, made for the Masana, Vein made for the Sha'in Masana. Ravasi says the name Rabbi Yochanan, no, he can only be made for to the one that is Inu Nefesh, not to the one that's not Inu Nefesh. There are in fact four shitos in Rishonim as to what exactly this machlokas is about. What exactly is this, the Nekudas machlokas, where she takes a nether from two loaves of bread, one of them is Inu Nefesh, one of them is not, and we have a machlokas, whether you could be mefer for even the one that's not Inu Nefesh. The Ran understands that since she, she said Shteikikaros Elu Alai, it's considered like one big nether, and the machlokas is as follows. We have a Mishnah later on in Daf Pezayin, that if a woman says, Konum Te'enim Va that I'm taking a nether on te'enim ve'anavim on figs and grapes and he was made for her the te'enim so his enu move for the nether is not move for unless he's also made for the anavim and the Gemara explains based on the Pasuk Yifiranu is kule mashma that the bal has to be nether uh, the entire nether that made for the entire nether one cannot be made for part of a uh, of a nether so that's the sheet of Shmuel over here she took a nether on shteki in a single nether, so you can't be made for a nether lechatzayin. We're going to have that sugi in a couple of days. You're not allowed to be made for a half a nether, and therefore he has to be made for the whole thing. Because if uh, if if, he, if you're not going to allow her to be made for the kikar that's not inur nefesh, so the kikar that is inur nefesh you can't be made for either, because you can't be made for mixtas a nether. So therefore, the fact that we allow him to be made for anything means he has to be made for the entire thing. That's Shmuel according to the Ran. Rabbi Yochanan holds no. When we say Yifirenu Kule Mashma Velopalge, they have to be made for the whole thing and not part of it. That's only that you have to be made for everything that, that is within your rights to be made for. That's assuming that the entire nether is all Inu Nefesh. So she took a nether from Te'enim, from Anavim, all of that's Inu Nefesh. So you can't just undo half of it. But if you have a nether where only part of it is Inu Nefesh, he's only authorized to be made for the part that's Inu Nefesh. He's not authorized to be made for the other part. And therefore, uh, the, that would explain Shittas Rabbi Yochanan, that you can only be made for that one part and not the, uh, the other part. That's how the Ran understands. The Rush understands that Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan argue whether it's considered one nether or two nedarim. Meaning everyone would agree that if it's one nether, you've got to be made for the whole thing. But Shmuel holds that it's, and Shmuel in fact holds that it is one nether. So since you're made for the Masana, you're made for the Shaina Masana as well, because it's, uh, you have to be made for an entire nether. And Rabbi Yochanan holds, no, she took a nether from Shteki Karos, we view it like two different nedarim, and therefore you can only be made for on the one nether that's actually Inu Nefesh, not on the other nether that is not Inu Nefesh. Tosas and Shittim Vetzas have a third, uh, third approach. They say that the reason of Shmuel is uh, that, that he could be made for the whole thing is because he holds that since it's one, one neder, so uh, we say neder shutum hutarkulo. If you're made for part of it, 
part of a nether, the whole nether becomes hutar. And she says, that's because the, the husband is okay, the nether meikara, like a chacham would be. He completely uproots the nether. And therefore, just like by a chacham, we say nether shutar muksasu hutar kulo, by the husband as well, when he's okay in nether, it's hutar muksasu hutar kulo. What's the svar from Yochanan? So that's where Tosus and the Shita veer from each other. Tosus and Pei Gimel writes that the svar from Yochanan is, because he holds when she takes a nether from Shteki Karos, it's Shnei Nedarim, it's two different Nedarim, and that's why it can only be made for one of them. Shita says, no, the svar from Yochanan is, since the Torah um, is told of the heter of the Baal, to, to be made for Nidre Ishto because of La'anos Nefesh, where Mimait, anything that's Eino Bechlal, La'anos Nefesh is Eino Mufar. Anything that's not included in Enoi is Mimela not going to be Mufar. Then the final understanding, the Shita of the Ritva, is that the Gemara speaks even in a case where he was not, she was not Noder Mishtek Kikaros Basachas. She was Noder Bezeachazeh, where it really seemed like two different Nidarim. And the Chiddush is that Shmuel holds that he's still able to be made for the, the Kikar that's not Enoi Nefesh. Because the Torah is not going to be uh, mechalik, and uh, since the Torah is mezakim, the right to be mefer on the one that is inu nefesh, it gives him the right to be uh, mefer the one that's not inu nefesh as well, because uh, there's uh, there's inu nefesh on on some of her nedarim. Very difficult to understand. It sounds like it's two totally different nedarim. Why should he have the right at all on the one that's not inu nefesh? Back in the war of the others have a version that went as follows: that it was boy minei ravasim rabbi yochanan nadr mishteki karos bachs that it was a shayla that Rabbi Yochanan, that Ravasi asked of Rabbi Yochanan if she takes an edit from two kikaros, one of which is Inoy Nefesh, the other one that's not, what's the halachas, the Azmin Allah Rabbi Mefer? And he said he can only be made for the one that actually is Inu Nefesh. You cannot be made for the one that is not Inu Nefesh. Okay, we'll stop right there.